We um, you good to go, cameraman? <laughs> yeah, look, We're not even attention. We're going to computer together. <laughs> oh. He's texting his fiance <laughs> for the moment. <laughs> so the intro. Oh, not long. Well, guys, they thought it was coming home, but now it actually went to Rome. Welcome <laughs> to Soul Revival Church on a Sunday. Um, Soul Revival Church on the digital Sunday. And uh, I am joined on this panel today by Joy. Hello. Plant, planting pastor. I always forget your title. Planting yeah, planting, I, I look after the plants. Pastor, yeah. And I've got Pete here as well. How are you, man? I'm well. How are you? Good. Thank you for joining us. Oh, no problem. Um, now, guys, you're both involved in, uh, mostly involved in Cronulla. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joy, your Cronulla and Yarrawarra, but Pete, mostly Cronulla. Mm-hmm. Tell us what's going on there. Uh, how's it been? Does it? I know that you guys kind of did the soft relaunch and we've, you've been getting back into it, but COVID's taken, <laughs> taken a bit of a toll. Uh, how are you guys coping with it and um, what can you tell us about Cronulla? Oh, um, Cronulla's great. Let's just start with that. Excellent. Um, so uh, St Andrew's Cronulla, which people of a certain age will remember, has been called the Elephant House. Mm-hmm. Um that's uh, they've opened up their fantastic hall to us. It's a great hall. It's like, so good. Isn't it? It's a proper 1950s church hall. Beautiful. Right? And that's the way we like it. Um, <laughs> with so red curtain. With, with red curtain. <laughs> so we're able and and you know it's got everything we need uh, and it means that and and because of the generosity of the parish there, we've been able to just set up shop, which is really fantastic. Yeah, and, nice. um, so we're a bit more permanent there in a sense. Um, whereas the school, we had to kind of come in. Pack, build it up, pack it down, and that was, you know, that's hard work. Yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, the Elephant House is there on, on the King's Way there so everyone can see us, uh, and, and the Cronulla uh, Parish has been really, really generous in, awesome. in giving us that space. And, you know, it's good to be back around, you know, the 50 people mark again and, um, you know, enjoying that kind of fellowship and, uh, you know, dinners have been out of this world. Uh, even though I can't stay for them, I... <laughs> Sit there the whole service going, gee, this smells cool. <laughs> this smells really good. Got to have uh, some of that. And, you know, it's been great talking to people uh, in the caravan behind the coffee machine. Uh, that's really good. And Are you a coffee man? You make the coffee? Yeah, I make the coffee. There. Yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, also standing in, front of, uh, standing in front of the service occasionally as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, and hopefully we can get the coffee machine that's there working, which means, again, we just roll in and... Do church rather than have to worry about all the drama. So yeah, <laughs> no, it's great. Do you know why it was called the? Is it is called the Elephant so, House? So so again, people of a certain age. Excellent. <laughs> Man in the know here. Yeah. So I'm rapidly approaching fifty. Um, oh, I can't, I can't tell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the Elephant House at Taronga Zoo used to have that dome on the top. Yes. Uh, and then in the in the nineties, <clears throat> I think they wiped it out. And so it's only people who remember the old elephant house from Taronga Zoo would make that link. Okay. Uh, and so there's actually a, a, an op shop in there called Elephantique, mm. which is a really Ooh. nice play on that old, that old name. But yeah, as, uh, well, the youth, the youth don't know anything about the old elephant house. No. It's probably lost on them. I'm glad that you call me youth, youth. too, as a 34-year-old. That's <laughs> yeah, great. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, Joy, did you know that? Are you aware of that when you went in there, knowing that there's co- there was why it was called the Elephant House? 
No, I just knew that it was called the Elephant House. I didn't know actually why. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I thought, it, oh, I actually, yeah, I actually had zero idea. Yeah. I was just like, oh, yeah, it's the Elephant House. I yeah. just called it that and yeah. just kind of went along with it, which is what I do with my things that I don't understand. <laughs> I just go, oh, yeah, yeah. I lived, I lived in the Cronulla Baronia area growing up mostly like during my childhood. I, still, I knew it was the Elephant House. I still had no idea that it was – that's the reason it was called that. Yeah. So, yeah, so there you go. So I remember the old ele- – I'm old enough <laughs> – to remember the old elephant house at uh, Taronga. And uh, yeah, so that was built in like the 30s and got knocked down because it was a terrible place for the elephants. It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't sound like it was a very comfortable Pretty place. horrible little place. Yeah. But, um, you know, as we worked out, oh, maybe if we stop treating animals really badly, you know, they'll, they'll be happier. Yeah. It's kind of the same with humans as it turns out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, um, so yeah, that's why it's called the elephant house. But yeah, it's a great place. Um, it, it even smells like the church halls of my youth, oh, <laughs> which I think is really funny. Is it a good thing or a bad thing? No, it's a good thing. I mean, yeah. I you know, grew up in Anglican churches. Dad was an Anglican minister, so we did right. a lot of uh, church hall work. Um, yeah. yeah, so, uh, yeah, it, but yeah, as I say, it's, it's such a great place to meet. Um, and we can really, because of the size and the proportions of the place, we can really make it like Soul Revival, you know, the way we like it. Uh, yeah. And, um, you know, we've had people coming from that parish to, to support us as well as new people coming in and, and yeah, great really support from, from the rest of the Soul Revival community. Yeah, everyone on the commitment yeah. to help, help yeah. us program is really getting it's involved. Great. Um, guys, we are uh, moving into a new series. Uh, we've just had Jonah, uh, which we took from the kids program for a week away. And then we had a gap week and then we're moving on to Hebrews this week. So we're going to hear from Hebrews chapter one now and Jeff's going to read that for us. So now it's time for the Bible reading, and we'll be reading from Hebrews and starting with chapter 1. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom he also made the universe. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So he became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. For which of the angels... Did God ever say, You are my son, today I have become your father? Or again, I will be his father, and he will be my son. And again, when God brings his firstborn into the world, he says, Let all God's angels worship him. In speaking of the angels, he says, He makes his angels spirits and his servants flames of fire. But about the Son, he says, Your throne, O God, will last forever and ever. A scepter of justice will be the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. He also says, In the beginning, Lord, 
You laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will roll them up like a robe. Like a garment, they will be changed, but you remain the same, and your years will never end. To which of the angels did God ever say, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet? Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation?
We are back. Welcome back, guys. I am very delighted to be joined by two very uh, exciting people. First of all, Tim Bilhouts at Children's Pastor. How are you? Oh, I am doing very well. Thanks, Joel. Excellent. Great to be here. And of course, a very special guest, Mr. Lionel Richie. How are you? Just Lionel. Hi. <laughs> G'day, Lionel. Hi, Lionel Richie's my granddad. <laughs> He's probably as hairy as you. <laughs> probably. So that would make sense if he was your granddad. True. Yep. Okay, sorry. Your name's Lionel Lionel. He must have li- he named you three times. That's how much he loved I'm himself. I'm that good. Mm, you are that good. Uh, now, did you listen to the Bible reading there, Lionel? I did. What did you think? Lots of questions. Oh, for you, uh, hang on. You've got lots of questions or there was lots of questions in the reading? No, for me, i got lots of questions. Oh, <laughs> give us your questions then. What does it mean when he says, lions and tigers and bears, oh my? <laughs> Um, I didn't know I, if it said that. I, I think you were listening to the right reading, Lionel. Are you sure oh, that was in there? I was thinking about the reading my mum read to me last night. Oh, oh no. What story was that? Wizard of Oz. Oh. See. Big is that? scary line. Rah, but it's not scary. He's not very scary, no, is he? No. No, no. But you had questions from the Hebrews reading. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What is the whole thing about angels and kingdoms and special stick things? Oh, the special stick things. Yes, that's uh, that's a scepter. That's uh, yeah, yeah, the special, special the special stick things that uh, yeah, royalty have kings and queens and princesses and princes. And they whack people with them. I, I actually don't know what they do. I think um, it isn't it like a sign of their royalty? Oh, it's just a sign. Right. I think so. Yeah, that might be. Then maybe why don't they hold signs. Uh, they could have a sign. I look at me. I'm the king. Yeah. Yeah, I think that may be what the stick thing is trying to do. Bad sign. Yeah, it's not a very um, intuitive sign, is it? Um, but they're great questions you've got, Lionel. What was going on with the angels and the kingdoms and the scepters and the ruling? Uh, this chapter is all about Jesus. This chapter is telling us all the great things that Jesus is. Uh, the writer of Hebrews tells us that uh, lots of prophets and people had come before to tell about God's coming kingdom. But now this writer is writing after Jesus. Jesus has lived, he's died, and he's risen again. And now we know because of that, that he was the one who started God's kingdom and he's the king of God's kingdom. Did he have a stick as well? Uh, no, he didn't have a stick. He did have a, si- he did have a sign though. Yes, actually on the cross, he had a sign saying the king of the Jews. It was pretty cool. Can't miss that one. You can't miss that one, and no one did. Uh, and it, what was great about after he rose from the dead was we realised he's not just the king of the Jews, he's the king of everyone, the king of every person, the king of the whole cosmos. Even me? Uh, sure, yeah, king of everything as well, so oh, even puppets. Wow. I've got a king. <laughs> you do. What do you, how do you think you respond to a king, Lionel? Thank you. You would say thank you? Yeah, I think that's right. For what? For being kingly. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And doing king things and not hear me with your big stick. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Part of what Hebrews tells us is that Jesus is also a good king. And so he uses his power uh, to help other people, not oh, to hurt them. He's a good king. He's a very good king. Very good one. And anyway, well, we're going to um, hear about more to do with Hebrews from Jai because he's about to bring us the talk and uh, talk about what we've just heard in Hebrews chapter 1. I hope he's as good as Tim is. I, I hope so too. 
Well, it's always great to hear from uh, Lionel because you don't know what you're going to get. But yes, Pete. So tell us. Yes. Oh, oh no. Yes, he's got it off. Good job. <laughs> what do you got, Lionel? I've got a couple of questions. Yes. Is he a puppet? Because um, he seems not. a little hairy and a little orange. So what do you, do you think, what would be the alternative to the puppet? Well, I don't know. And that's why I'm asking. Yeah, Joy, have you met yeah. Have you met Lionel? Would you know? Uh, I actually have not met him. He actually came to my house once, which was really weird. Yes, but I while wasn't we were on there. the rock quiz, right. yeah. he turned up. Just turned up. Okay, the dog didn't chew. Well, oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, I've just, I don't know. He seems unwell if he's that colour, that's all. If he's a puppet, then everything's fine. You might need to get him checked out. Yeah. Get a doctor in here. Lionel, the Internet dog. sleuths should get oh, we on should this. Get Michelle, yeah. Michelle from West Ride should come out and just you know give him a check up. I think we should start a conspiracy oh, theory. She can't, about no, it. she can't come out of no. her local LGA. Yeah, it's true, true. <laughs> we could, but if he is a puppet, we could probably send him into that LGA because well, he right. probably express not a carrier. Post? Yeah, not a carrier not a of carrier. the virus. Could yeah. you express post him? We could drone him in. Drone him. <laughs> just, just if he, if he's a puppet, I mean, if he's not a puppet, he's going to weigh a little bit more than the drone can carry. That's all I'm saying. Oh. But as we spoke oh. about, he was filling himself up last week with the crackers. He was, yeah. And he was. He was, he's rather flabby in the bottom half, the but lower if, half. But if he is a puppet, is there room in there for the crackers and the hand? Oh. See, I'm asking Actually, the tough questions. It'd questions. actually be a good question to ask Cookie Monster because he does the same <laughs> thing, <Yeah>. right? <laughs> Maybe they're related. <laughs> Maybe they are. <laughs> Cracker um, Monster. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I wouldn't say Lionel's a monster, but I'd say no. he's a monster in the mind. Look, he's unsettling. Yeah, he cleans. Yeah. He's unhinged. He's a monster. Yeah, yeah he's unhinged. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, guys, I uh, just want to say, give a shout out to everyone um, from our Sunday gatherings. Thank you for watching. Um, please, I hope you're going doing really well. We've got everyone from Yarrawarra, uh, Kiriwi on Sunday, and Cronulla all saying they're really enjoying the services. So we really appreciate that. If you're not going too well during these lockdowns, please don't hesitate to give anyone a call or a message or anything like that. That's what our community is for. If you want to go for a walk, let us know and um, we can definitely look after you guys because it's really important that we do that, even if we can only exercise in groups of two. I tell you what, if you turn up to our place, I will come out with a coffee in my hand and we can do the walk with a coffee. Oh, is that right? Wow, Are you going to put that. You're going to put your address out on the internet there, Pete? Oh, it's probably already out there. <laughs> <laughs> For, you've been doxxed already? For various other reasons. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we won't delve into those. I think Lionel did it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Lionel, man. Um, uh, the other thing we wanted to plug is you've obviously seen us on the internet quite a bit recently. We also uh, have uh, two other podcasts you might want to listen to. We always have The Shock Absorber which is um, myself and Stu, we talk about how we actually do church and why we do church. And the other one that we've just brought out is the Chip Lunch podcast, and that's a rotating cast of young-minded people, whether they're young or not, you'd have to make that up, make up your mind yourself. But uh, we're going to take a uh, look at that now, and here's a clip from the Chip Lunch podcast, and you can get that anywhere you get your podcast. Sit down, Nathan, come on. I need to sit in the middle this time. I didn't get the denim jacket. <laughs> I want to. Yours is like a flying oh, yeah. jacket, but, but I want to get a flying jacket. Collar popped up. Yeah. It looked like a 40 in World War II. <laughs> Keeping the denim industry alive. <laughs> You're wearing double denim. Yeah. <laughs> but also,
also, if you're being peacemakers, you're bringing Jesus' peace that he brings us to them anyway, whether they're Christians or not. You know, maybe there's less anger or there's less swearing or it's like, or less judgment, trying to be less judgmental of other people. Like, yeah. And again, we're all sinful, so we're all going to do all those things again. But the way that the Holy Spirit changes us, that peace can be brought to other people. Even yeah. if they like, and just get a, like a, a taste of the peace that Jesus brings to guys we are back uh thank you for joining us again we are looking at hebrews this uh sermon series which is just starting and joy you're going to kick us off could you please tell us uh, give us a little brief intro of what you're planning to talk about today and what we can look forward to yeah uh well it's it's um i'm really excited about doing hebrews uh kind of every sermon series we've picked this year has a bit of a flow on uh and kind of connects with each other and the interesting thing about hebrews is that uh it's actually not like any other letter that we have in the new testament where there's there's no author stated Mm -hmm. up front uh there's no uh people that it's 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 directed to uh we can make some guesses and those sorts of things so it's a really different type of letter a little different way of of getting the message about Jesus out to people in a different way to what we see in the Gospels and through the letters. Um, And the big thing of Hebrews really is it's about Jesus, about how good Jesus is. He's better than anything, which is why we call this series Jesus is Better. Mm. I I was trying to push for Jesus is betterer, but apparently that's not good English. It's not good communication. No, it's not good communication. (laughs) It's actually interesting with you guys here. um, I'd love to ask you guys questions because you guys are, you know, Joel, you're a digital pastor and look after our communication. Pete, you write some amazing car reviews. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Stop it. Oh, yes. um, I was, like, hey, communication is, is something that's always changing. What are some mm. things that you've noticed in terms of the changing? Well, even within the job. So uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, I review cars in both, um, well, now in print and online and uh, for video. And the way you present information is completely different across those three media mm. and that's that's then taking in the whole social context of how we communicate which is uh, you know a lot more of this and this and a lot less of this yeah, partly because yeah. of covid but just because of the the digital um way of doing things i mean you know max my son he's 19 he he roams around a lot less than i did at the same age to see his mates because his mates are all here yeah he's really easy to find so the way we communicate has really changed a lot and a lot of it's frustrating like nobody knows how to spell on point properly i mean seriously e-n-p-o-i-n-t-e uh (laughs) if you're on point you're about to get shot or you're playing basketball that's Mm. all that's you know that's the thing (laughs) um but uh you know the fact that we have digital pastors now you know, when I was even when I was your age, there's no way we would have thought that that would be something we'd be doing. Yeah. Uh, and the idea that um, you know, COVID has really pushed the church as a global movement mm. into communicating differently, and the opportunities that that's that's brought up has been amazing. But yeah, I mean, since since I first got on the internet in 1994, <coughs> Uh, even the way we just speak to each other has changed and the things we talk about. And, mm. and, and so, yeah, communication um, in all contexts and the way we do things has changed and is driven by digital. You know, the way we 
you know, the reason when you're watching YouTube videos that that person says within the first three minutes, don't forget to hit subscribe, click like, is because if you don't tell someone to do it, they don't do it. Yeah, and that's yeah. it. so, you know, people our age don't think we need to be told that, but yeah. people do. So, yeah, yeah, no, communication has changed immensely. Yeah. yeah. What do you reckon, Josh? Yeah, I completely agree with what Pete was saying, but um, the internet, I think, is... I don't. I think it is the new industrial revolution, mm. um, and I think we, of course, we're living through it. We don't realize it, mm. and I think we're. It's almost like the last two generations or this one are kind of the test case scenario of how mm. to handle that human momentous change. There yep. we go. Got the word out. <laughs> um, but what I do love about the internet is it it cuts out so many middlemen yeah. for so many things. Like you're talking about print. Like yeah. we could just go and print as much as we wanted now on, online. Yeah. Um, same with what we're doing right now. I think that's mm. what really excites me is that we are, we bought a couple of cameras and some lights and some microphones and we're basically making a TV show, yeah. which is really excites me. To and a it's global audience. Exactly, yeah. to a global audience, but also at a, such a low cost and mm. such a, uh, the, only, the only thing that we have to do is record it and our man Ethan edits it and we post it yeah. online. Yeah. <laughs> that's all we have to do. Whereas back in even 10 years ago, it would have to be get a huge cameras, yeah. film yeah. it all, do all that kind of stuff, and it will cost the 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 cost of it would be so much higher than mm. what it is now. Yeah. And we can control our content. That's the thing that's really excites me. Even as a church, we can control what we're putting out there mm. and the things that we believe, and we can try and um, share the love of Jesus, person to person, generation generation, culture culture, place to place. Yeah. By doing this kind of thing, it just makes it so much easier. Having said that, guys, make sure you hit the like and the subscribe <laughs> button on YouTube. Um, yeah, but that's, that's, what I, that's what I reckon. The internet can be used for really, really good things, mm. but it can also, as we've seen, be used for really, really bad things. And mm. it's where, again, like I said, we are the, the, the test dummies for this stuff. Yeah, so that's yeah. what's really interesting about it. Thankfully, yeah. we have Jesus who can help us do that. Yep. Yeah, true. Uh, one other quick question before we jump into to Hebrews is how important then is it to communicate well? It's cheaper to do to communicate. Well, I think it's, as a writer, I think Peter, uh, I I would agree. I'm going. I'm sure I'm going to agree with Pete. What's going to say here again? Because he's a writer, but still, I think written communication is so incredibly important because mm. you actually have to actually be really good at it because you're going to be accessing yourself. And would mm. you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and I think, but I think communication fundamentally is the same as it was when Jesus was around. You've got to be clear. You've got to be, you've got to understand. And, you know, we look at the way politicians speak. They're doing everything they can to not tell you what what's going on. And and so people, uh, people who understand communication say to politicians and say to CEOs and say to those people, make it as muddy as possible. Don't give people a straight answer. And so where we when we come back to the Bible, every time we see how direct Jesus is and how direct is the voices that, that, that God has used in Paul and Peter and, and John, mm. they are direct and that's something that we don't, we're not really, and that's one of the reasons I think the message cuts through because of the directness of God. You know, being God, you get to be as direct as you like. Um, but also the, the way the Bible is very direct about, about what's going on. Yeah. Mm. So that, that, that's an awesome segue into <laughs> Hebrews, really. Let's go. It's like we planned it. Um, <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> no, it's amazing how things work out like yeah. that. Uh, and look, the really cool thing is, that, as Pete said, we look at Hebrews, chapter 1, uh, which we've had read for us, uh, verse 1, we find really straight up front that God spoke. That God spoke throughout the Old Testament, through the prophets, uh, in many different ways, and through many different prophets, 
We look through the Old Testament, we see Hosea, Ezekiel, Malachi, Isaiah, a whole bunch of different prophets all speaking God's words to a group of wandering human beings on a journey through life. We find a God who speaks very clearly in many different times and many, many different ways to reveal bit by bit who he is through visions, through angels, through the prophets, through whoever it might be. And the writer of Hebrews wants to make that really clear for us straight off the bat, that in the past God had spoken, that he was not silent. He is a God who wants to communicate with us, to be in relationship with us, to connect with us. He's not some random idea or thought that we are to think about or to, I guess, just to, 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 it's just kind of out there. But he's actually a person to be listened to and to be understood, uh, to be enjoyed and to be obeyed. He's a, a, a person who is speaking to us and has been speaking to us throughout all the ages. And there is no more important fact than this that there is a God who speaks so that we might know him, that we might love him, that we might live in joyful obedience to him. The writer of Hebrews, whoever it is, wants us right off the bat to know that God spoke, that God spoke in the past and in these last days he's still speaking to us. He's speaking to us through his son. That's what we find in chapter 1, verses 2 to 3, that what God announced to the prophets was extremely important but what he spoke through his son is climactic it's definitive it's perfect we are living in these last days and it's not just a uh, these last days is not like a timeline like we see in the marvel universe or any of those sorts of things and if you get into loki which is awesome i'm really enjoying it not that kind of sense but it's the, the theological sense that that since the death and resurrection of jesus and his ascension where uh, we see that God has actually entered us into this new territory of his plan, that we are in these final days of his plan, where God had previously spoken through the prophets and now in this new stage, this final stage, he's spoken to us through his son. And God wants us to hear him and we've got to listen. He spoke even clearer through his son so that we could hear better and listen better. And really what we find is that Jesus speaks so clearly and directly that if we don't listen to him, it would be the equivalent of a truck driver driving on a bridge and ploughing through a whole bunch of signs saying that the, that the, the, road, the bridge isn't completed and it ends in 500 metres and ploughing through those signs, neglecting them and pretending like they're not there. Jesus comes clearly to tell us that there will be an end point that this world will end. And what happens at the end is of the utmost importance and we should listen. And we, we see that, this is God, that God gives us this clarity through his son, this, his amazing, majestic, glorious son. This son who uh, has, that is so intimately related to the father that they are one and they are involved in creation. In fact, we see that Jesus, uh, in verses 2 and 3, that he actually is called the heir of all things, all things that are created, that he is in control, ultimately in control over creation, which we see a bit later too in Hebrews 2 verse 8. 
In fact, God worked through his son to make the universe, to make time, to make space, to make everything around us, which Paul talks about in uh, Colossians 1.16. Jesus, God's son, was intimately involved in the creation of this world. In fact, not only is he intimately involved in creation with the Father, we're actually told here that he is the radiance of the glory of God, that, he, that the Jesus, the Son, reflects the spotless purity, the, the beautifulness. I don't know if that's a word, beautifulness. We're going to go with it. The beauty. The beauty, thank you. <laughs> See, that's where it's good to communicate well, right? So it all comes back. He's shining into human hearts, which is what uh, John picks up in uh, John chapter 1, verse 9. That, he, that Jesus is the exact representation of God's being. The Son, Jesus, is the divine substance of the Father. He is God. And I've tried to think of so many different ways on how we could explain this. Uh, I love uh, analogies and stories, and I just could not think of one that works perfectly because there's nothing that captures it best. But I did remember um, looking out my window during the week because you can't go anywhere uh, with the overcast days. I don't know if you've seen those days where it's really dark, but then there's this break in the clouds and the sun just kind of shines through in just this one beam into an area. I remember as a kid, uh, as you know, growing up in a non-Christian family, just thinking that that was someone had died and someone was being taken up to heaven. It was this beautiful picture of this person taking up into this glorious whatever it was. But as I saw that, that, that light, that, that sunbeam came down, that is the closest thing I could think of is because we cannot stare into the sun. If we stared into the glory of the sun, we would go blind. Uh, I do not recommend trying it. Please don't do that. Um, but what we do get to see is we do get to feel the... The, the radiance, the, um, the warmth of the sun as, it, as its light touches our skin. Uh, we get to see it through those wonderful beings. It's these little moments where we get to see the character of the sun in the form of light. We get to see the beauty and the splendour of the glory of God through the light that is Jesus. And he is the one who is speaking to us. He is the one who came to shed light on this darkened world so that we may be able to, to walk this darkened path, to walk in light of God and his words. This sun, this light, is the one who formed and created the world. And not only that, but we find that he is also the one who upholds the universe. The one who created is the one who also upholds it. He sustains it, maintains it. As he sustains the world, he's, the son, uh, Jesus, is carrying out God's plan. And he'll carry it out till its end. And with Jesus in charge, we know that this world will not fall into utter chaos because there is a plan that Jesus is following. He's continuing on that, that plan. And finally, we see that because of who Jesus is as the, the glorious radiance, the, the exact representation of God, the one who is God in flesh, he comes and actually purifies us of something that we couldn't do. And this is something that we don't like to talk about, and that is sin. We don't like to talk about it because we don't want to admit that we are sinful. We don't want to admit that we do things wrong, that, we, that we're not right all the time. We don't want to admit that we get things wrong and we hurt people. 
All those things throughout the Bible we're told is sin. And Jesus comes to purify us from those sins, to, to actually make a payment for those sins. In his grace, he dies on the cross for us to take that sin away. So it no longer has victory, no longer has a hold over us. He deals with it once and for all, which is why he goes to the throne and sits down at the right hand of the Father. Now, I don't know about you, but whenever I've got things to do, uh, I do them frantically and then I always ask this question before I, I know that I'm done. And that question is, is there anything else to do? Because I know that as soon as I sit down, if there is anything else to, get to do, it's not getting done because I'm done. I'm sitting down, my feet are up, that is it. I'm having a cup of tea, there is no more things to be done. That is it. And it's that picture here with Jesus that everything that has to be done or should be done has been done and he is sitting down now because it is completed. It is done. When Jesus at the cross says, it is finished, he's saying, it is done. And so he sits down here at the right hand of the Father to take that place of honour at the right hand. He sits down because all that he came to do has been done for us, for you and for me, to blot out our sin once and for all. Now the question for us as we look at this section in Hebrews is what does this all then mean for us? Well, it means a few things. And I'll finish up on this. First of all, we see love shown to us through Jesus. God's love shown to us in the way that he purifies us, in the way he saves us from our sin. It's like, I don't know if you've got kids, I've got three kids, but if I ever saw one of my kids on the road about to get hit by a car, I'd be yelling and screaming and running and doing everything I possibly could to communicate, but more importantly, actually to get myself between my child and that car and push and shove and whatever else I need to do my, my child out of the way to take the brunt of the car so they don't have to do anything I possibly could to save them from getting hit by that car. This is what Jesus does for us when he dies on the cross, to show us his love for us. And we love that, don't we? We love to hear about how God loves us. But somehow in all that, Jesus has turned into the bad guy because he then asks us to put aside the way that we were once living and to live a different way. I don't know if you've ever been in love with someone before. But when you are in love with someone, the way that you see them and the way that you interact with them changes dramatically. The way that you communicate with them, the way that you act towards them, the things that you do for them and even for others changes dramatically because that's what love does. Love is a a life-changing thing. And when someone shows love to us, it transforms us from the inside out. And so I hope this morning and tonight, that you see this, that you see this transforming love shown to us through Jesus. But more importantly, I also hope that you see the hope that is shown to us. Because in this moment, as we are in lockdown again, it is easy to lose sight of the hope that we have in Jesus. See, the writer of Hebrews is at pains to tell us, to remind us that Jesus is there in creation. He created and more importantly, he upholds everything. He upholds the universe. That is, that, that's really big, right? The universe is massive. But it's also the tiny little specks, the little particles, even, dare I say, the little germs and viruses that are going around. He is in control of all of those things. 
and he's working out all those things to his plan. I don't know what the plan of COVID is. I don't know what the plan of our world right now is. But from what I'm hearing from people as I speak with them on the phone and read on Facebook and things like that, what I am seeing is a lot of people plunged into hopelessness. There is a reason why our our Prime Minister is throwing so much money into uh, things like Lifeline to make sure that people have people to talk to at this time because there are a lot of people feeling hopeless. I want to say right now that there is hope and it is in Jesus. That he has all things. He has even this moment right now in his hands. The plan might well be just for us to turn back to him and to put our trust in him to put our hope in him, to communicate with him, to speak with him, to be in relationship with him again. It might be more than that. It might be less than that. I don't know. But right here in Hebrews, we are given this great hope that Jesus, the creator, the son of God, the the radiance of God, the glory of God, is the one who upholds the universe and has everything in his hand. He has you and me in his hand. He's the one that we are to put our hope in. And so I encourage you to do that. I'm going to pray for us. We do that. Dear gracious God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for Hebrews. We thank you for the love that you have shown us through your son and for the hope that we have in Jesus. May we cling on to Jesus and on to the hope that we have. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Joy. I um, <clears throat> actually remember a, uh, uh, doing a Bible study with you when I was a very young man at your place years ago. So yeah, right. it's co- kind of full circle now doing it on Hebrews again. So um, that's what I was reminded of when you were talking. <laughs> the other thing I was reminded of was that you were talking about God speaks to us clearly through his son. Um, and I was just wondering, how do we speak with the same clarity as Christians? How do we express God's message clearly or as close as possible to that message that God wants us to express to other people? Yeah, that, that's a really good question because uh, it can be one of those things where we can be a bit daunting to us sometimes because we, we worry that we're going to say the wrong thing, uh, not say it right. Like I probably didn't even preach that perfectly or well, you mm. know, in terms of communicating and those sorts of things. Uh, but I think the way that we can uh, communicate the word of God clearly, uh, the message of Jesus clearly, clearly is to actually know it. Um, and to, to do that is to read it. Um, you know, we, we were talking before about cars and uh, about F1. I know nothing about it, so I <laughs> had nothing to say. But you guys do and because, you know, you watch it and you, you love it and you, you enjoy it. Um, I think when, we, uh, when we're constantly reading God's word and enjoying it and loving it, that helps us to know mm-hmm. and to be able to then speak clearly um, that, as Jesus has and as, as has the, the disciples and those who have written God's word. Yeah, I think that's cool. I mean, uh, Pete, I was going to ask you, mm-hmm. how, how long have you been a Christian, approximately? Don't need to give me in hours. Um, <laughs> Minutes. It's kind of hard to say because I grew up in a yeah in a Christian household yep. and, you know, church was just what you did. Um, but I, I think the, the conscious decision came in my mid-teens to yeah. be a Christian yeah, rather nice. than it just being by osmosis from my parents. It became my decision. Um. And of course, I'm eternally grateful for for the what we were taught as kids uh, from that. But in the end, you've got to make your own decision. And yeah, so it would be in my mid-teens. Yeah. Was there like a clear 
communication from God or from someone that was talking to you about that, that helped you do that? No, I'm one of those boring, just kind of... Yeah, but like, you know, um, I, I, I don't mind that. It doesn't bother me. I mean, because, uh, and I'm not jealous of those who, who get those moments because God, God works in everyone in a completely different way. Um, but yeah, I just kind of thought this makes sense. You know, the fact that a God would care about us individually and want us to, uh, to be with him for eternity because we are his creation. It just made sense to me. Yeah, and right. and that really that springs out of the Bible, and when you when you put it all together, you know I, I talk to people a lot who know a little bit about it. You know, I was once sharing a car with a, a journalist. He's in his seventies, and he had a Catholic school upbringing, and we were talking about it. And he said, "It's all the rules." I said, "Mate, Jesus has done the work. You keeping the rules is immaterial. The difference between you and me is I'm is I'm saved." That's an interesting point. Is like they. Possibly people that are non-believers or you know have a little bit of knowledge, mm. like you said, is they might. It's interesting that they think that God or Jesus isn't communicating clearly. Yeah. It, so is that was your response was like, so Jesus has done it all. Yeah, I said Jesus, like Jesus is one. He's done it for you. Mm. You don't have to worry about what you have or haven't done. I mean, <laughs> he will tell you himself. He's had a pretty wild life. Okay. <laughs> um, and I think uh, it's one of the things that, as an adult, it's only really really hit home about um, how much that death on the cross achieved. It wasn't just taking our place. It was saying all of the, you know, uh, you explain to people like, oh, well, you know, I like the New Testament God rather than the Old Testament. It's a, it's a tired old trope, but it's like you do realise that whole Old Testament, that's us. Israel is us. Mm. We're the ones who get told, don't do this. And we go, no, we're good. Don't do it. No, we're good. Yeah. Don't do it. No, we're good. We get hammered over the head through the Old <laughs> Testament. Pharaohs, peasants, doesn't matter. We're all the same. We all sin. But Jesus is there to take that for us. Um, I don't know how, quite know how we got onto that. I've lost that's cool. of what no. I meant to say. No, it's yeah, fine. Yeah, it's just yeah. like it was inter- interesting to hear what your response is to mm. non-Christians and something say, oh, God's not communicating to me clearly. Mm. But then it's interesting you talked about his creation. I mm. mean, his commu- in his creation, he's communicating yeah. with us all yeah. the time. I mean, Hosea says the earth is groaning from sin. Yes. And you can yeah. take that from so many different ways. You can say it's an environmental thing. It's a, you know, there are people crying out today asking why are they not getting the help they need to defeat COVID in a country that has no money? I mean, and it's, it's, it's people groaning. It's the earth groaning as we, you know, digging stuff yeah. up and burning stuff that we don't need to anymore. And it's, God does speak so clearly mm. and directly to us all the time. And, you know, it's really funny. There was some idiot on, and I, they really were an idiot, said Jesus never once preached about hell. And I'm like, you're right. What? He did it about 35 times if, you, if you're counting. <laughs> yeah. You know, these people who take the Bible and actually twist it to say, oh, there's no hell because Jesus never talked about it. What are you talking about? It is so direct. Mm. It is so direct. You know, the um, Elijah, come to me and dip your finger in the, that yeah. guy's in hell. Yeah. <laughs> you know, how much more direct do you want Jesus to be? Yeah. And, they, and, you know, and I, I think... The denial of the directness of God in the in the in the Bible is, you know, it's I, I, you know for some people I hope that's part of their journey, um, you know, and and I've talked to a bloke who's been a Christian all his life a lot on Twitter. He struggles a lot with, um, you know, various things that I have no understanding of, and I keep saying to him, you know, and he's so guilty about these things that he struggles with. And I say, mate, Jesus has done it. It's done. You've just got to trust him. Yeah. I mean, I love it. Like, Joe was talking about that and saying mm. that when Jesus is on the cross, he says, it is finished. Yeah. And I think sometimes we have a, 
a difficulty grasping that. Mm. And also, like, a lot of clarity comes from shining a light on our sins so mm. we know that Jesus has died for that. Yeah. But I, was, I reckon it would be cool, Jai, to tell us, like, what do you think stops us from realising that? I think you just actually said it just then. Oh, uh, I? I think the idea of... Uh, I think when... When light is shine is shone, shone? shone? onto uh, our sin, that actually creates a barrier for us mm. because all of a sudden it's it's exposing a wound. It's shameful. Yeah, <laughs> we, don't, we don't want anyone else to see it, so we yeah. just like uh, no, no, and that actually will connect. Like we want a God who loves and will love us how we are, not a God who loves us and confronts us. Yeah, and I think that's what that's what uh, becomes a bit of a sticking point for us sometimes, and we can't, and that means you know. Uh, we'll have things like we'll say, oh, he's not communicating clearly because it's not that he's not communicating clearly. He's just not saying what I want him to say. Right, yeah. yeah, I think that's, that becomes part of the problem. Yeah, I, I think that's a good point. I mean, talking about confronting us, you um, and you also talked in your uh, sermon about love, love transforming us and when you fall in love. You also, um, prior to going on, on air, you talked about um, a time where Christine pointed out that you weren't communicating possibly the right way. Do you want to tell us that I story? can't imagine her being so upfront. Oh, <laughs> oh, it, was, yeah, it, was, it was a moment where um, it was not long after we got married, we went on a, a friendship visit visit, and we were um, setting up our tent for the first time. Yeah, you were setting up I was setting up the tent for the first time. We were supposed to be doing it together, and I just started doing it, and she got a bit frustrated because I was not communicating with her what I was doing and what she needed to be doing. And it was at that moment I realised I'm not a great communicator when it comes to when I'm doing things. So I've been working out. I reckon it's a great um, marriage prep thing. Put a tent up together. No, <laughs> Philly bookshelf from Ikea. Oh, Ikea. Seriously. Ikea? Yeah. Jeez. Anything yeah, actually, you're right. Me and my wife fight all the time when we're putting Ikea furniture together. Yeah. The, the great thing about being this old is you've got enough money to buy stuff not from Ikea that oh, actually comes right, ready-made. Oh, no. no need yeah. to brag. I know. <laughs> I'm just very lucky that my wife's a very good communicator, and so she helps me a lot. Yeah, that's excellent. <laughs> well, as we know, guys, we, God has a, a great way of communicating with, which is prayer, and that's what we're going to do right now. Hi guys, great you could come be with us today. Uh, one of the disadvantages, of course, is that we can't gather physically, but uh, the great blessings of technology that we have is that uh, we can have people involved in our gatherings and participate in all sorts of ways, uh, leading us in song, uh, reading the Bible or prayer. And today we have Suze Kuypers with us on the telephone uh, to lead us in prayer. So I was going to say... Hello, Suze. How are you going? Hi, Paul. Yeah, not too bad, thanks. How are you being uh, pulling up uh, in this current lockdown situation? Yeah, I mean, it's a bit of, you know, Groundhog Day, I guess, but um, I haven't been too bad. It's a little bit quiet for me. I, um, I'm living alone, so I talk to my cat a lot. <laughs> she has to listen to me no matter what. Yeah. And, um, Will- yeah, I've been doing it. <laughs> But yeah, just been getting involved in some of my artwork and reading and things like that. So, oh right, yeah, it's not you finished cut any pictures in this? Oh time? yeah, just some yeah, it's just some abstract kind of watercolor stuff that I play around with and oh lovely, all that sort of thing. yeah, lovely. and getting out for walks and things like that as well. Yeah, yeah, that's really important. Um, meeting up with you know a friend or someone from. Um, Bible study or church or something and just, yeah, having a walk and a talk and I think that's really uh, key for a lot of people and me included. 
Yeah, that's lovely um, that we can at least still get out, do a little bit of physical exercise and uh, wander the streets uh, together. That's one way in which we can do that. Yes, mm. thankfully we can do that Yeah, without, yeah. A, without a problem. Yeah. I was going to say, have you been enjoying the digital gatherings so far? What are your thoughts about that? I have really enjoyed them. I think um, the digital team's doing a great job. They're entertaining. Um, I was watching the Saturday night one, which was great. Love Lionel. I think he's a star. (laughs) He's been a a, a um, revelation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, yeah, I think it's been fantastic and um, I, I really enjoy it and I know that uh, look, it's not as good as being together, but I think with the new setup, um, with the interviews and Joel um, leading it, etc., I think it's working really well. Mm, it has been wonderful, a great blessing for us all. And speaking of blessings uh, to us, uh, you're going to be uh, leading us in prayer today. Yes. Well, thanks so much for that. Do you want to take it away and, and lead us in prayer? Okay, thanks, Paul. Uh, would you join with me in prayer? Heavenly Father, how magnificent is your name. All glory and honour and praise go to you. We rejoice in your majesty, your power and your unchanging nature. We ask that as we study Hebrews, we may seek and find Jesus, who fulfils the Old Testament, that Jesus is real and relevant today to us. How wonderful that we can stay connected through reading our Bible. Your word is mighty and is timeless. Thank you, Father, for your loving sacrifice of your son, Jesus, for the freedom from our sin that he has taken upon himself, for his resurrection and the promise of ours to come. In these uncertain times with COVID restrictions and advice changing daily, how comforting to know that you are the same yesterday, today and tomorrow. Lord, we ask that you oversee the COVID vaccinations available to us. We pray that we remain COVID safe and ask you give our leaders wisdom as they make decisions on the vaccination rollout and on the economy. Please, Father, heal those who are currently infected. Please stop the spread of this virus in our community, our country and our world. We rest in the knowledge and assurance that you are sovereign in the world and in control. Lord God, we ask for hearts that yearn for you. We pray for the resilience of the Soul Revival Church and for each one of us during lockdown. Let us always be ready to share the gospel and good news of Jesus. We pray for our leaders, for Stu, Jai, Paul, Karen, Tim and Joel and their families. Also care for Ethan and Brayden. Give them all protection and provision as they minister to our church so faithfully. Please be with all those who are ill, battling physical, emotional and mental health issues. Give them the comfort of your love and the peace that only you can give. Let us all reach out to those who may need a friendly phone call or a walk or a prayer. Let us stay connected and worship you despite all the restrictions. Grant us patience and grace with each other in these challenging times. Lord, we are so thankful that we can lay all of this at the foot of the cross and have assurance that you will answer our prayers in your time and in your way. 
We ask that your name be magnified in us as we grow in our faith and commitment to you. Let us trust and focus on your son Jesus, who shows us the way to you. May we follow in his footsteps and shine a light to all who know us. We ask for all of this in his holy name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Suze. That was a lovely, lovely prayer. Thank you. Well, all the best, and uh, we'll hopefully see you soon. Thanks, Paul. Okay, then. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, that wraps us up for this gathering, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. As we said before, please get in touch with people at church, any of the pastors here, um, if you are struggling right now. Uh, It is a little bit difficult sometimes when you get locked down and stuck in your house for a long time, so get in touch. Uh, As we said before, you can see us on Facebook, on YouTube. Check out all the other podcasts we're doing. And I'd also like to say thank you very much to our guest, Jai. Thank thank you you very much. Thank you, Rush. Thank you for joining us. Pleasure. Appreciated your fun and witty banter. (laughs) (laughs) Is that that what we're calling it? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, guys, we'll finish it up. Thanks very much for joining us. One way.